Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Park Life Pod with me, Jez, with Andy and with the marathon hero, Tim Green. We talk about Tim's amazing effort running 30 laps of the park last Friday uh, and how, how tough that was, how he got through it and all the work he's been doing for a local charity. No guests this week, but um, we do talk about some of the things that have been in the news recently uh, and also another Tim's top three. Ready? Three. Now. Now. One. Uh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I haven't got time for this. If you want to be part of it. <sighs> Welcome back to the Park Life Pod with the usual gang. Me, Jez. One of the most annoying people in the world ever, Andy Gallagher, who's slurping coffee and messing around with his headphone volume. And Timothy Green, the the, the hero of Whitley, <laughs> the marathon man. He's back and he is ready to do another one by the sounds of it, Tim. Barksh's newest celebrity. <laughs> Barksh's number two celebrity after Mark Smith. Yeah. How uh, how are Theresa we? Theresa May. <laughs> are we good? Oh, yeah, I thought she was from there, didn't she? Yeah, all good. All Tim, good. Tim, let's start off with you. What an unbelievable effort a few days ago, running 30 laps of the park. For anyone that doesn't know, tell us a bit about it. How are you doing now? How was it? Did it go to plan? Oh, it was a breeze, Jeremy. <laughs> how was <Right>. it now? <laughs> Uh, well, it, it it was all right. We we did it, didn't we? So, you did it. You did it. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that last eight miles was quite tough. I don't think if you hadn't been there, you two, then I, then I don't know whether I would have got through it. To be honest, it was a bit of a team effort. I know I didn't really talk to you for much of it, but <laughs> there's some good um some good filming going on. So, yeah, we we when you're in that campaign because it was you were. I've run one marathon, so I'm trying to look, think back. I, I reckon exactly the same sort of time, 18, 19 miles when I did mine. I remember thinking, I can't run another seven or eight miles. Like my body was just starting to shut down. And that, that is when they use the term the wall. It's that combination of psychological and physical uh, pain, isn't, isn't it? That you're going, you put that together and go, this, is, this isn't going to happen because my body's in this much pain now. And I've It. Yeah, I think between 18 and 20 miles up to 21, that was pretty difficult. That was the point where I thought, yeah, it's really hard because my, my legs were getting really stiff and tight. Um, and you, you have to, when you stop, the minute you stop and you stretch, you, that's, you lose momentum a little bit. Um, so I do that a couple of times. And then sort of once you get past that, Sort of twenty mile mark, you, you realise there's only sort of seven laps left, and you, you count them down slowly. What I did is I I sort of counted how many songs it would take to get to the end of the um the the race. So I, I said that it would be sort of two maybe three songs per mile. So then I was counting in my head how many songs they've gone. So I was I was counting off to sort of ten, eleven, twelve, song twelve, and then we we were sort of getting there. And gradually we, we we got sort of 24 and then it, it was it was quite relatively straightforward after that because we had sort of the 
the fact that it was only going to be a couple more laps to do. That's such a good analogy for breaking down a goal into manageable chunks, isn't it? Breaking it down into songs. When Andy turned up, because let's be honest, for the when you ran, when you were running just with me for a couple of miles, you weren't enjoying yourself. But then your best buddy Andy turned up, seemed to get a massive second wind. And when I say second wind, I mean literal wind, because there were some noises coming out from your body. <laughs> I can't describe, but it was it was very windy. Yeah, so I've learned that jelly is a natural laxative. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I learned. And you were and you guzzling those jelly cubes like no tomorrow. Well, they were going down, weren't they? <laughs> Andy, how how was it for you? Uh, that sounded a bit weird, but was it good when you turned up and you saw Tim? He did that. He, when you came, he did three laps rapid, didn't he? Yeah, I did see. I, I was obviously there at the start, and my biggest concern was he went for his first couple no i think it's his first mile or something and then oh that was that was really quick and i went yeah he didn't seem to slow down at all <laughs> he's kind of hell-bent around that pace so when i when i left him he looked he looked pretty sharp um and then yeah it wasn't until i came back um and obviously it, <laughs> 20 odd miles later things have got a little bit tougher um but no, I think I think it's an, an amazing achievement, isn't it? I think for me, the two the two things for me that that stand out are I don't think I could do it that the psychological of running the same route time after time. It's just that's that's a killer. But as well, I suppose is like that it is massively a psychological thing, isn't it? Because you'll get to like you get to a point of pain where you think oh, I can't it can't actually get any any more sore. I can't get any worse. I think like like Tim was saying, once you get through that bit and you realise it's not going to get any more painful, it's just a case of like one foot in front of the other now and finishing off. <clears throat> I think that's the thing with anything, any endurance activity, and obviously that could be anything from, you know, long-distance cycling, running, or even a workout, repetitive-type workout, where you've got to go again, 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 and do the same movement over and over again. Like you said, Andy, it's hard enough doing that. So I did London, and you're running around, you know, really super interesting city one of the most interesting cities in the world with people cheering you on and there's so many things for senses but for tim he had to do th the 30 laps of the same part of the park which was uh, the support by the way by the residents was amazing absolutely amazing but it's not wasn't the same and he had to keep himself going and actually even though you ran that that way round where you could run down friar hill the hill from um well, from Oakview, I suppose, all the way up to Grove is actually a steady climb all the way around that bit 30 times. I mean, even me doing however many laps I did with you, Tim, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever it was, nine, ten laps. Uh, the last few laps, I remember coming up that hill thinking, oh, my legs are starting to hurt a bit here. So if you do it 30 times, it's absolutely incredible. I know we take the yeah. each other a lot on here and stuff, but genuinely for me, I think that was an unbelievable effort from you. Um yeah, really, a real highlight. I know this is there hasn't been that much going on in lockdown, especially in my life, but that was a real highlight for me. I think I look back on that was a great, great day, and just nice to be on the park, to be honest. So well done. No, it was it was good. It was good to see everybody there. I think probably most of the people that live here actually were were out. I don't think there was anybody really that I didn't see, to be honest. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really nice that everybody came and supported. Uh, but yeah, you talk about the incline, you don't really notice it. But then when you get tired so by 18 miles, every time you do that, you, you feel it in your legs, you feel the difference. And it's quite subconscious. But yeah, it's good. We've we've raised 
so far £1,280 as of today. And the target's um, grand, is it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was always going to be a, a high target, but I think anything over 1000 is pretty good, um, considering obviously people have already donated to other causes as well. Um, and again, just talk uh, yeah. about the charity. Uh, so the Whitley Community Development Association, um, it's a, quite a small charity, um, and the, the lady who um, runs it is called Trish, and she, she actually came to watch the, the start and the finish of the, the marathon on Friday. She said that they'd never received so much sort of um, publicity or um, interest in the charity on, on, online as they had when she was posting those videos. So I think that's, that's job done, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, it's fantastic. And, you know, we've got to talk a bit about the work that Tash and the marketing team and Emma Taylor are doing there behind the scenes to try and support these local charities as well. But, yeah, no, Tim, well done. Um, and, yeah, every, anyone that's listening, um, where, where what's the name of the um, fundraising page, Tim? Uh, so it's the GoFundMe page. And it's Tim's Marathon on the Park. Okay, get so all of twenty-three of our listeners. They want to. Well, I, I was. Looking, to, <laughs> I was looking at our stats the other day, and we peaked massively when we had Simo on. I think we had something like eighty listens. We're down to quite low numbers. So, but you know what? I'm. You know that's fine. Um, we can we can push this a bit harder. If you're listening, anyone out there, I know Harry Penman's listening. He listens to every single one. Harry, get the word out there. Get it on your social media. Um, start spreading the word. But Tim, huge, well done. I just want to ask you, you're talking about songs and getting through the next song. What's What song stood out as the one for you where you went, I can do this. I can, what's the one that made you go, yeah, I'm the man, I'm going to do this. Usually, usually when I'm doing the run, it's One Republic, I lived. But when that came on, I think it was like 19 miles. I was like, literally, I, I couldn't even... Like, think about it. I was so tired. What does that mean? <laughs> it wasn't going like it wasn't doing uh uh planned every second that this world could give. Like that. Yeah. No. 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 I do know it, yeah. No, oh, okay. It's not the Tim. Um but yeah, I mean I to be honest, I can't remember by then. Probably something like rubbish like scouting for girls or something. <laughs> Andy, what's your go? What's your go-to motivation song? I don't really have one. No, don't no, you? Not really? I quite I, I chop and change quite a lot. So at the minute, it's a lot of Oasis. Quite like a bit of U2, but it's not. I don't. I wouldn't say that's motivational. I wouldn't say when I'm running, it's really going anywhere quickly. It's more of a plod. It's quite a relaxing I've thing gone, when I run. I've gone back to um, Britpop in lockdown. I've loved a bit of Blur, Oasis old school type music I've, yeah I've got back into that um, more of a gangster rap kind of guy are you no so that's what I do down as oh right gangster rap yeah that's that's my eight year old he loves a bit of gangster rap in fact we've had to ban that's the problem when you buy an Alexa because the kids can just go up and ask for anything so now he started listening he said Alexa play Eminem and I had to sprint down the stairs and go no Alexa <laughs> play Eminem oh <laughs> uh, well done again, Tim. Brilliant effort. Uh, and, and thanks to those that showed support, either who were there on the park or, or whether you just you were on the Google Meet at the end, which was great fun. It was good to have people from the community joining us and, and helping Tim get through those last few miles. Great stuff. Andy, what's going on in the world? Talk to me. 
pretty much summed it up. It's been I've been training for this marathon really for the last kind of six weeks. It's been my Everest as well. Um, well that, that's the longest you've run in how many years? Twenty-five. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Probably, probably yeah. Uh, it's a long time since I've run. Probably since yeah, before I had the hip operation or I'd done my hip. Yeah, um, that was that was good fun. Um, more skateboarding with uh, Adam Ball. Any new uh, any any new tricks in the trick bag? Uh, we don't really do tricks. <laughs> Sounds so uncool. Skateboarding's uncool at the best of times. I just said we don't really do tricks. Um, You're more of a, aren't you guys more of the kind of longboard community? Yeah, like, like kind of find the cool hill, go down it. I don't know what what um, makes a hill cool. Probably steepness and that there's no one else on it. Um, I've come come so, so, so fry hill, fry yeah, hill. Basically. No, let's see, that's rubbish. That's you. That used to be our Everest when we first. If Adam Ball ever comes on here, is listening. That was our Everest. But we, yeah, that's pretty, that's hill. a tough one. Is that the one now? Obviously, Adam. Yeah. Which one? The, the if you come down to, as you're going towards Oakview, you kind of have to turn around that corner. That can be a bit tricky. But usually, we go oh, onto yeah. the um, we go onto the university campus when we're not getting chucked off it, because apparently you're not allowed to skateboard there. And we have become connoisseurs mm. of tarmac. Because it will affect, you know, your ride and how quickly you get from A to B. Connoisseur of the tarmac could be yours and Adam Ball's new DJ names, couldn't it? Yeah. Connoisseur. Connoisseur. It implies you're eating Is it? it, doesn't it? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> oh, I think so. Oh, okay. Expert. An expert, yeah. Connoisseur. connoisseur. Oh, I don't know. I thought it meant that you... you, oh, like you be... Well, that's it. Well, I thought we'll eat the tarmac as well. The skateboards eat the tarmac up. Yeah, just almost ate some tarmac on Friday, didn't you? I tell, I tell, I tell <laughs> me what, Tim, that was my life flashed before my eyes. But I'm just pleased that I managed to hold on to the beer in my hand. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Very brave. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, <laughs> I thought that out. if there was anything that I'd say is dangerous, it's the sliders on the skateboard is a big no-no. That was a massive no-no. Um, if, I'm, if I'm honest, the eight miles had taken a bit out of the legs. Um, I haven't seen another human being apart from my family for what feels like three years. And I thought, I'm going to show them what I've been doing in my lockdown time. Uh, yeah, that was anyway. <laughs> yeah, look, guys, there's been a lot going on recently. Um, obviously, we talked about Tim's Marathon and, and what's going on sort of locally. And uh, in terms of the park, few developments, I suppose, here and there. Um, but But still, pretty much, we're in lockdown and we're all doing the remote learning that we've been doing in the past. But Outside of that, and I suppose to turn the conversation towards things that potentially, are, well, it is very serious. The world's a weird place, isn't it? And, um, you know, let's just talk briefly about, obviously, the things that have been going on in the States. Um, everything linked with, with the George Floyd murder and the police brutality. What what are your thoughts there? Because, you know, we've got students that are, um, oh, we've lost Andy. Tim, can you speak? Um. You can still hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. He's out. Hopefully, you see Van reconnect. What the noise was. I'll tell you what, I'll stop it. I'll stop and we'll rejoin. Okay. You're listening to the Park Life Pod. Cheers. So let's turn our attention to things that are going on in the wider world. Obviously, a lot of attention at the moment on uh, what's going on in the States and all the issues surrounding the the George Floyd um, murder. Uh, guys, normally we're not obviously a political 
uh, podcast and generally we, we get on and chat and have a bit of a giggle and talk about pretty light-hearted stuff. But I think it would be remiss not to talk a bit about our thoughts on what's going on, uh, especially as a school when one of our key um, testimonies, Quaker testimonies and parts of our sort of school philosophy is equality. What are we what are we thinking when we watch all this stuff unfolding on the news, all the protests that are going on in the States and now obviously going on over in the UK? I mean, just to set it up, where where I see all this stuff going on, A, the police uh, have made obviously a huge mistake over in the States and, I, and I've got big issues with how the police handle things over there anyway. Um, but anyway, that's probably another story. But obviously that sparked something that, especially in this time, is 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 catching people's attention and it's something that obviously has been for, for a lot of people is something that needs to be addressed uh, and needs to continue to be addressed moving forward. What, what are our thoughts, Tim, you first of all, on what's been going on over there? Um, yeah, it's been interesting because obviously with all of the, the, the timing, I think there's, it does coincide a little bit with what's been going on. I think with people in lockdown, there has been sort of controversy with the fact that there's just been so many people gathering. But at the same time, I think it probably is because of lockdown and people are being cooped up for so long that there are so many people that have joined this protest. Essentially, if we hadn't been locked down for so long, I don't know whether there would be so many people. But... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a good point. And it's, it's impossible to know if how many people are jumping on a bandwagon and not genuine protesters, I think the first thing to say is, you know, people feel like they, they feel passionate about going out and protesting, then doing it in a peaceful way. You know, obviously people have the right to do that. It is tough at the moment, isn't it? Because to be able to do that and still stay within the guidelines um, for social distancing and so on is probably impossible. I've seen pictures of people that are really trying their hardest to do things peacefully and within the guidelines, but obviously you also see the, the other side and the media will, will show the uglier side and the more kind of um, anarchic side, if you like, of people looting and more violent protests and so on. I mean, Andy, what what, what have you been seeing and what has it made you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, like, in terms of that it's interesting for, from a school point of view that, you know, one of our, our testimonies is equality, um, I have massive issues as well with how the police handle things um, in America and to some extent here. But I also, I also think that um, it's, 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 a, it's a tragedy. It's taken something like this for people to kind of now stand up and pay attention. And from my, my point of view, like Tim, regardless of whether people are using, they're, they're, they've only joined this movement because we're in lockdown and they want to get out of the house. So they, I think, the more people that join it and, and are part of it, then it's only going to make make a change and make things better. Um, I think for me that the real key thing is that we use this to like educate ourselves on, you know, this this isn't a new thing, is it? This is this has been this is kind of been going on for ages, and pe- people are only just taking that note now, rightly or wrongly so. But I think it's really important we educate educate ourselves um, and kind of and improve ourselves in in the future. It's a difficult one, this, isn't it? And I was chatting to some friends yesterday about this. As three white middle-class men, we are not... It's difficult because we're kind of almost damned if we do, damned if we don't. I want, we want to feel 
supportive and part of this movement but also it's very it's impossible for us to empathize with the, with people with black people because we are not black people we're white people who have been afforded many privileges and that's not our fault but that we have grown up in a society where um subconsciously there are biases towards white people and that doesn't make us consciously racist but it does make the system and the culture you know whether you use the term racist or not it makes it biased and, and unequal um you know and if you start thinking one of my friends said to me yesterday how again i'm very white middle class male but how, how many friends teachers colleagues are black and actually for me there's not many um and if you really stop and reflect on those sorts of things that everyone's got a totally different story um but I think, yeah, you're right, Andy. We need to educate ourselves. We need to try and empathise, which is very, very difficult. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. I think, obviously, as we said, to have some thoughts on this, think about this. It's, we're in a moment where, with coronavirus, we've been afforded an extra time to think about these things, reflect on these things. And I think I think one of the messages that keeps coming through is don't be passive. Um yeah. What does that mean to you guys? Because, you know, I'm not a massive fan personally. I, I, all the um, Black Lives Matter campaign that's that's going out um, on social media, I'm not a massive fan of jumping on that personally. If someone asks my opinion, like we're doing now, if someone asks my opinion, I'm happy to talk through my opinion as much as possible. But, I, you know, where, where do we stand on, on that side of things? I think, well, no, I think it's, I think it's quite important because it, it, it quite clearly is an issue. Um obviously in this country, but probably more in, in other countries as well. Um, it, it is tough because, as you said, we, we don't necessarily empathise um, and it is about raising awareness, I think, more than anything because we've, we've been in this situation before and there have been similar protests and similar movements um, and similar things have happened and then it's sort of brushed under the carpet a couple of months later and people are onto different things. So I think anything they can do to sort of raise awareness is good um in in the right ways um i mean obviously some things things like looting i, I really don't agree with especially that that sort of it, it trap from what protest is actually doing i think people who are looting they're, they're not anything to do with black lives matter or protest they're just doing that um yeah i don't agree with that at all um especially when they're looting black shops yeah i think i think for me i think ultimately you're right what you said jez we we can't empathize um so therefore i don't think when when you talk about obviously looting and things but the protests we don't then really have a right in my opinion to have an opinion on saying don't do that because you've never felt the injustice of that but likewise if you choose not to go and join it then I think that is completely your opinion as well. There are lots of other ways you can get involved in these kind of move movements, be it through education, be it through um, signing petitions, be it through donating to charities. I think the thing that probably... I have quite strong feelings on this. I think the thing that hit me, and this is quite this is before any of this happened, was um, one, one of my best friends moved over here from Zimbabwe um, when we were at school, and he said to me kind of... We had a discussion about it one day, and he said, you know, when you walk down the street... In, in wherever and you see a police car drive past like you probably don't think twice about it but for some people that that strikes fear into them for all the wrong reasons they could be a completely innocent person i think for me that was when i thought yeah that's 
that there's something not right about that. You know, I, I walk home the other night, I sit late at night after you've been out, been training, you see a police car, you think nothing, nothing of it. For some people, that's, you know, a nightmare. They, they could be getting pulled over, stopped and such, and, and that's really not right. So I think, yeah, I think you, you don't have an entitlement to have an opinion on stopping the process because you've never had the injustice of it. But at the same time, uh, you can be involved in, in the movement in, in lots of other ways. Yeah, yeah, well said. And I think also... For me, we touched on this at the start, the, the police brutality side of it, there needs to be, that. again, in this country, I don't think you hear so much of this, but the way the police handle those situations in the state, in some part of the states, it, it, you know, it's so, obviously the video's out there for everyone to see, it's very, very disturbing. Um, the, they need to retrain, they need to look at specific ways of training police so that that, that situation never happens again. Um and it's thought-provoking stuff. Um, again, it's, it's something we felt like we had to address. We don't profess to be experts. We're three PE teachers who, to be honest, like talking about sport and when it's going to come back and so on. But um, thanks, guys, for sharing your thoughts on that. Um, think about it. Um, and like we've said, uh, yeah, just be, be aware of what's going on right now at the moment in these strange times. You're listening to the Park Life Pod. Cheers. It's broken. Your mic's broken. What's that? Your mic's broken. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. We could. I think I might just do like a Lou through and just keep the whole thing in, not to edit any of this out. We're back again on the next one. With Tim's top three. What's Tim's top three for this week's episode? So, um, obviously, we, we all ran part of a marathon on um, on Friday. Um, and it was quite a silly thing to do, to be honest, with um, a month and a half's worth of training under, under my belt um, instead of six months, which is the recommended amount of time you meant to train for a marathon. So... On that topic, I wanted to know what the stupidest thing or the, um, the, the, yeah, the stupidest thing you've ever done is. Do you mean like a a physical challenge or just the stupidest thing in general? It could be be either. So, yeah, the one that, so obviously doing a marathon is quite intense. But doing it off the cuff is is a bit crazy. So, what are the um most could be the most extreme thing or the, the silliest thing you've ever done? Well, recently, is what we said earlier. One of the stupidest things I've done is try and show off going up a hill on my one wheel with flip flops on and nearly kill myself. That'd probably be in my top three. Um, I, I can't put marathon in because whilst it is such a tough challenge. And what you did was mental because you, like you said, you gave yourself no time to train. And we should also say that you ran it in four and a half hours, which is blimmin' good effort considering you only gave yourself a few weeks to train. I did a challenge that I made up with my brother, which was a charity challenge, which I've told you to about before, which was a a thousand burpees for time, which was pretty stupid. But again, it was all all these things, these silly things about raising money and awareness, aren't they, for something so... That was for a friend that had cancer um, and was trying to find a cure at the time. But that was 
that was pretty. It, I wouldn't say it was as painful mentally and physically as the marathon, though. But it was. It was definitely. That's probably the stupidest physical challenge I've done. Uh, the, um, what have you got on your locker, Andy? Well, you just made me laugh because you just went, "Oh, all these challenges are for to raise money for charity or whatever." Mine was just sheer ignorance, arrogance, being a, and that typical eighteen-year-old. I worked at Nike. Do you remember when they first brought out the Pulse watch? Yeah, like the Fitbit. So, work, working there, and they brought one out, and there was the manager was um, trying to lose weight by running, and he said, "Ah." Oh, I run 50 miles in a month. That's my target. And I went, yeah, I'll do that in a week. <laughs> and he was like, you won't. I was like, I'll do it in a week. Never ran. I used to sprint and played rugby. I, was, I thought I was fit. Never run probably more than two miles in one go, unless it was in a rugby pitch and playing sport. So Monday comes in. And this was like, it's a bit like the Strava app. We used the Nike app and it was whoever got to 50 miles, I think first in this month would get the watch. So there's other stores going and taking part. First first day, I went, I'll do my 10 miles after work. So I just didn't, not, not, this is how, as well, how arrogant and ignorant it was. I, my car was parked at work. I ran five miles away from my car and I ran five miles back. Didn't think anything of it. Didn't know what a good time was, but in my head, I was going to do it. Tuesday comes around, a little bit tight. Do the same route. Fine. Wednesday did a different route and, and slow, every day I think I must have added about another hour on. Thursday gets there, I thought I can't do another like different terrain type run. So I thought I'll get up early in the morning, I'll go to the athletics track and I'll run 10 miles around an athletics track in the morning, which was a stupid idea in itself. <laughs> so done that and I honestly couldn't, couldn't sit down at this stage. Like my back was in bits, my hamstrings, my quads were going. Um, went to work Thursday. Everyone's still like saying, you're never going to do it. I said, look, lads, I'll do the other 10 miles on Friday and I'll be done. Well, joke was on me because when I turned up to work on Friday morning, some old guy from another store who was like 50 or 55 had completed the 50 miles as I was walking into work for like the morning briefing. So I'd run these 40 miles thinking I was going to get the last 10 miles on the Friday and someone would beat me. So yeah, that was... I, I did finish off the 10 miles on the Friday, but that was the most pain I've ever been. Was that a case of just pure pride and not wanting to give in and saying you thought you could do it and uh, lose face? Uh, yeah, I think I massively... Because I, I'd never run, I had no concept of how far that was. Like, I suppose, yeah, stupidity. I saw 10 miles there, I could do that. It's not that far. Like, it's, it's under half, half a marathon. I'm fairly fit. Um I, had, I was I was fit, but I wasn't that tight. I wasn't that kind of fit. Like I wasn't like aerobically that that fit. So yeah, just stupidity. And then once you got to the Wednesday, I thought you need to finish it regardless. <laughs> yeah, you were, yeah, you were too you were too deep in to give up. Yeah, that's uh that's interesting, isn't it? And Tim, you've obviously got your recent marathon in your top three. Is there any other? Is there anything yeah. else that jumps to mind for you that makes you think, oh, that was ridiculous? Because you've done a lot of running. Yeah. Um, what is that noise? That is gulp. Wait, what is that? <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Answer the phone. Answer it, yeah, let's get it back. Get it on live, go on. I can't actually. He's back. I'm back, yeah, it's, it's turned off now. 
got rid of that funny voice. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you got your ma- your men- your crazy marathon you just done. What else makes your top three? Uh, so I did a skydive a couple of years ago as well. That yeah. was pretty, um, that was pretty intense considering I'm afraid of heights. That was. Have you done a skydive, Andy? No, I've done bungee jump. Where was your um, bungee jump? Uh, New Zealand in Queenstown. Yeah, I remember. I did my so I did a skydiving over Lake Taupo in New Zealand. Yeah, many years ago, and I'll tell you, you know how long ago it was because I've got it on VHS. What's that? I've got a tape <laughs> of my skydiving on VHS. <laughs> wow, Tim, where did you do your skydive? Uh, Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, very similar. Capital of England. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? So you've got Tim, you've got your marathon skydive in your top three. Andy, you've got your fifty mile run in a week against a middle aged man. What else are you putting in yours? I've not really done anything that impressive. It doesn't have to be impressive. Know. It's just silly things that you I mean I've done so I've done I'd probably say this is a really bad idea once you were saying <laughs> halfway through. I'd... I'd probably say that the but I, I've got a fear of heights. I hate flying, so probably the bungee jump would be there for me as well. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know my number one. I think I've come up with my number one. My number one is another physical challenge, which was a bit sort of in theme with this. I had this idea, especially when this friend of mine was very ill, to do a, th- a thousand repetitions of something every year and try and raise money for charity. So we did the burpees about four or five years ago. Um, Last year, I decided to try and get back into running because I hadn't been running regularly for, for, for a long time. I thought I'd run a thousand miles in a year. I'd seen it somewhere, and I thought that's a good that's a good thing to set myself a target. So it's basically twenty miles a week. Andy will tell you, and you will, Tim, as well. I'd managed to do it. I'm actually probably looking back, proud of almost prouder of that than anything else I've done physically because it's it's the to do that over a year. Not yet, so what you've done, Tim, is obviously absolutely amazing. But to carry on running and running and running and running and running. So it's, you know, just having to run almost every day for a whole year. It wasn't every day, but it is a good 20, it's 20 miles a week on average. That was, yeah, I got to, where did I get to Andy? Probably July, August last year. And I just went, this is a joke. I'm really fed up with it now. Um, But yeah, that's probably the stupidest thing I've done. But I've actually got an idea. I don't know if you two want to join me because Tim, I know you love your fitness. (laughs) Thinking that, the third in the trilogy of thousands. So done thousand burpees, done a thousand miles in a year. I want to see if I can do a thousand pull-ups in a day within twelve hours. What are your thoughts? Do you want to join me or? There is no chance. I'll, that I'm doing. I'll be up for that. I'll be up for that. You're asking the wrong yeah, guy. I have thought of. I'll do that, and I've thought of another stupid thing that happened. Definitely. My contribution will, will be minimal in that. <laughs> I'm afraid you might want to pick someone else. Well, when we do the live Google Meet for the last hundred pull-ups, maybe you could join us. <laughs> yeah, I'll <Yeah>. do ten. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Andy. What, Andy, what was what popped into your head? Uh, it involves uh, Mr. Fraser Banks. I remember he um, convinced me once to walk to his house when we've been out on a social evening, um, and I had no. This is when we were kind of first, one of the first times we went out. And um, he, I was staying at his parents' house and he said, oh, yeah, it's, it's just round the corner, mate. I said, phrase, is it actually just round the corner? Is this where you tell me it's just round the corner? 
it was about a seven mile walk <laughs> it took to get back to his parents' house. Did you have I just remember yeah, I just remember yeah, I just I just remember about halfway through this walk, I was like, we were at a taxi rank. We were literally <laughs> I let I've let you convince me that it was gonna be quicker to walk back to your parents' house than we just get in this taxi. So that was a pretty so, and I've learnt my mis- learnt my mistakes there. I don't let him really talk me into anything anymore. Yeah, don't the mis- the, the lesson there is don't listen to Fraser ever. Yeah, I, I do remember one last time um, thinking of silly things when you think sort of when you're doing it. Okay, this is not a good idea. When um, <laughs> I, I, I was out for a bike ride with with a friend, I must have been probably sixteen. I think we cycled to go swimming or something, and then we were riding back. And there used to be like a trail where it went round, um, like a bike trail. But you had to go on a diversion, basically, to get there from where we lived. So we're cycling back, and we're side by side. Um, and he he, um, he grabs my handlebars. I'm like, okay. So so I grab his. So we're cycling down this path. I've got hold of his handlebars, and he's got hold of mine. And we're looking at each other, thinking, yeah, okay, this is probably not going to end well, is it? And about 30 seconds later, we're both sort of lying in a ditch with the bikes on top of us, <laughs> crawling out of this ditch and then having to cycle another sort of four miles home on top of that. With cuts all over our legs and elbows. It was the summer, so we were, we were in shorts and T-shirt. I just think, yeah, that, that probably could have ended a lot worse than it did, but that was pretty... Um, You, that, um, you have that moment where you think, yeah, this isn't a great idea, is it? <laughs> Well, look, on the, uh, on the crazy handlebar cycling, I think we can end there. Guys, thanks very much for giving up your time and catching up. It's been great to catch up with you, Tim. Well done again for your run. Uh, the recovery is quite extraordinary. When you, have you been out running since? And are you going to no, go? Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm going to keep running. I'm probably not going to be doing a marathon for a little while, um, at least till like July. But, um, yeah, I'm going to keep, keep, keep doing some fitness and stuff. Talking of fitness, we've got Andy's got a team of fitness guys doing a CrossFit um, competition against a, another school tomorrow. So good luck to the guys on that. We've got running virtual running fixtures next week. Uh, LP Girl Can Week is next week. I know Zoe, Jackie, and lots of students have put loads of work into that. Um, we've got loads of other things coming up. So yeah, thanks very much, guys. Take care. Speak soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Park Life Pod. A few more weeks to go to the end of term. Keep going, everyone. Staying positive. Lots of sport and physical opportunities coming up. Um, look out for 3K runs that we've got against local schools. CrossFit fixture this week. And our virtual sports day pentathlon information to come, as well as the LP Girls Cam Week next week. Take care, everyone. Hashtag keep on moving. Keep smiling as well.